Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And we're coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live on Crowncast. We're live on YouTube. Coming to you later from Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. It's all good. Now, sadly, Pete, our third is off this week, which, good news, let me do the countdown right there at the top. He gets very upset when I say three, two, one before we go live. Oh, yes. People listening to the podcast don't know this, but it's a real it's Just a real big issue. A fun behind the scenes for us. <laughs> but Pete wasn't here, so I got to do it, which was a huge relief for me because I like counting. Yeah, you know? especially down. Counting oh up, you, Alex is lost. Counting down, he nails it every time. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the count up. But I can always count on Brett Macris, a.k.a. Stray Bullet, a.k.a. the official CBC chef, to deliver a drink every week, a th- sometimes a feed drink. Uh, this yeah. time we are just working our way through his mezcal, I think is what's going on here, but nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm starting to think a lot of our drinks are based <laughs> on what he wants. He's thirsty for mezcal, so we're drinking mezcal. Here's the thing. We're lucky that he recommended this one. This week's cocktail is called the Desert Bird Cocktail, which is mezcal, Campari, little pineapple juice, little simple syrup, unless you have pineapple simple syrup or some variation yep. thereof. Uh, there's also, oh gosh, what's the other thing in it? A pinch of salt, a lime juice. Yep, pinch of salt, lime juice. And I got, I had two fun surprises. I went out to my garden. We've been growing mint. So I got some fresh pineapple mint for my drink. That was oh, the yeah. first surprise. The second surprise is I found out where all the holes in my garden are coming from. Rabbits. Raccoons. Uh, no, I live in New York City, so it was a big old rat. There was a big old no. rat <laughs> in my backyard. I'll tell you what, it was it was this has nothing to do with comic books, but a we've been wondering just for weeks. A short rabbit. Yeah. We've been seeing the these the enormous holes. And I was like, I think it's rats. And everybody was like, I don't know why would rats be coming into our garden and digging big holes? And I was like, We live in New York City, it's probably rats. There's nothing else it could be. And then yeah, turns out it was a rat. It was very scared of me. When I came out there, it froze. Oh, that's, a, that's comforting. That's a yes. comforting part of it. Well, maybe it's a situation where it's like a ratatouille for bar drinks, and mm-hmm. he, you're, the rat he was also like, picking the mint. Yeah, and he, he said a something. Tiny podcast where a tiny Brett Macris recommended a tiny desert Brett, bird. Brett Ratcris. Brett Ratcris. Oh, God, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. 
That is a good time. It's I... hot in New York, and I'm sweating, and I'm feeling lightheaded. So, Alex, I hope you're the same. Oh, uh, uh, it's a little cooler here down here in the ba- basement. Press I have the rat is like fanning my feet right now, which is very delightful. You guys got on pretty well. <laughs> we did. We bonded. Was, You've always said the rats in your life are second from top notch, right <laughs> under the fence. <laughs> uh, from third top from top notch, though, are our amazing guests. So I am going to welcome <laughs> them into the stream <laughs> now. This week, they are the creators of "It's Monkey Time," which is a new book it that's now on Quick Quickstarter. Kickstarter. Uh, we got the artist here, Phil Avelli, and we're waiting for Gary Duffner, the writer, to come into the stream. But Phil, we're kind of welcome. Both, uh, thank you very much, guys. Thanks so much. Oh my uh, gosh, I like the uh, Judge Dredd shirt. Yeah, oh, Judge yeah. Dredd tee, strong. Not much for the uh, the kids stuff we're selling. That's awesome. Twin Peaks, <laughs> Twin Peaks shirt. Love that show. Yeah, I did feel a little bad because usually during my spiel before the show, when another peek behind the curtain here, but when I talk to the guests, I'm like, hey, if you want to curse up a storm, that's fine. <laughs> but for you guys, I was like, well, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Normally, yeah, no problem. And it's funny because on, on our show, uh, our, my buddy, who's also named Alex, it's not uh, you. Great name. They're going uh, around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got the uh, the swear jar gif on on. The hair trigger. Oh, wow. Lighten it up. Just to give us crap, you know. Wow. You guys have gifts on your show. You're way technically yeah, well... <laughs> more athlete. Right. That's my main yeah. takeaway from that story. Moving <laughs> pictures? Wow. We can't even get our voices moving. For yeah. like three, a two-second moving picture. Yes. Nice. High tech. Uh, well, High Phil, tech. while we're waiting for Gary to come into the stream here to talk about It's Monkey Time, why don't you tell us about the project yeah um it's very fun all ages book it's on kickstarter now but how'd you get involved and what's your take on monkeys yeah so gary (laughs) i'm impartial to monkeys um so gary and i actually uh met in college back in her the 20th century (laughs) and um uh, sva in new york city ah great um he was originally from upstate i'm from the bronx uh, Long Island, and, slept very um, lightly upstate. The closest yeah, yeah. upstate, Mount Kisco. He's uh, he was Kisco. Hey, there he is. Hey, there we go. There's Gary. <laughs> I finally made it in here. You did it, Gary. Nice. Did Thanks it. for having us. We were just uh, getting into the big issues, talking about Mount Kisco. Oh, Mount uh, Kisco, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> New York. Yeah, Kisco yeah. Plains. Yes. Origin story. Origin story. Origin uh, well, story. yeah. So you guys met back in college. Yeah, and uh, Gary actually started the the comic strip for our school paper which is called canvas and uh we uh it was more of a adult themes thing about a guy who has girl problems he's getting advice from a monkey (laughs) nice Uh, that advice is probably not super helpful for human relationships based on the monkeys i've observed but it's funny (laughs) for a comic strip (laughs) it wasn't wasn't bad it wasn't bad uh so years later flash flash forward and we've done several other projects together working on some other books now uh as well of more serious nature but um gary's like dude we've got to do some kids stuff i have kids i always want to do something to give to them that i'm not you know most of the comics i draw have a lot of heads exploding and gunshots and whatever <laughs> demons <laughs> monsters so i uh, kind of was something i could give to them and, and not worry you know, and there's also a lot of stuff in the industry right now that's not. You can't just go to a comic shop and go, "Here, kid, here's a comic." You gotta like 
vet it now, which I think is a little. Uh, it's true. I'm not. I'm the not more, too happy. The more about kids' that, books than comics. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. So. Uh, yeah. So then he decided to take the original comic strip and convert it and try to make it for the kids. And uh, and it was fun. We just started it. creating characters and yeah. just riffing and and uh, it all just kind of came tumbling out. And uh, we decided to put it together and uh, and this and it's monkey time. It's monkey time. <laughs> Is this rooted in either of your uh, your lives? Are you drawing on uh, cul-de-sac lifestyle? Well, in, in a way, yeah, because uh, I'm a suburban a kid. Bit. And uh, there it is. You know, things like there's a scene with a go kart, and I remember being a kid on Long Island, building go karts and rolling down hills, and uh, you know, trying to race each other. We're all, uh, you know, finding junk and trying. We're like little rascals, but you know, finding garbage yeah. and making making cart go karts and stuff. People can remember what the little rascals is. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't. Our gang. <laughs> yeah, our gang. Um, uh, well, yeah, talking about the gang in the book, then, why don't you uh, talk about what the inspiration behind them was? What was important to bring out in terms of all the characters who are interacting with this monkey? Well, we got a... Uh, <laughs> here I am. Uh, <laughs> we kind of based... Uh, well, the main two characters, like a lot of our stuff, we kind of based on ourselves loosely. Um, Jack, he's the character who with the not-so... Uh, not so uh, inconspicuous mage looking shirt um, yeah. is based on Gary uh, and nice. uh, Max is based on me because I'm always kind of the you know the uh, the grump and Gary's more <laughs> positive <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, I guess Judge Dredd translates Judge kinda, Dredd kinda. translates to a you stink yeah. uh, <laughs> yes pretty yeah, pretty yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> pretty much and um yeah, so we started with there. Uh, Whitney is actually based on Gary's sister, so that kind of fits too. Uh, there's no real monkey in our lives, but uh, hmm. you know, well, a metaphorical really, monkey. Want to get really deep life. and metaphorical? The monkey is all of us. No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we just the wanted society to have, uh, is the monkey. Well, let's talk about the monkey then. What's what's important for you, both from the writing perspective and from the art perspective, in terms of crafting the perfect? All ages, in this case, comedic monkey. Well, we were kind of uh, really riffing on, you know, we're really just kind of going for it and just not really thinking. Like, literally, we just wanted to, it was kind of like, a, you know, just playing uh, playing instruments and just seeing what we what we come up with. And, um, and we just had well, fun it, with it. And so what would happen I, if this... That so really comes we, across in the book, I think, where like it feels like being a kid and where you're like, we have zero plans for an entire day yeah, and it feels like right. an eternity. So it's like, yes, let's yeah. do something weird. Let's, and then you encounter these things and pretty soon you're having this, looking back on an epic adventure day that was just kids uh, with nothing to do. Yeah, with nothing to do. And that's kind of what we want to touch on too is like so many, not to be, you know, I don't like to be preachy or anything, but like you know, kids are always online, they're always on the phone. And I remember what was like, you know, of course, we all remember being was like being a kid and have nothing to do. And you didn't have the internet to turn to or TikTok or whatever. So, so what bored. do you do? You find yeah. a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> or original the monkey TikTok. finds it, you. <laughs> yeah, or the monkey finds you. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we, we like to have uh, things 
in the story. So we'll, we'll be telling a story, but then we'll take a break and do something silly, like how to make a sock puppet. Um, the activities and, that and, we added into the book to go with the story. And uh, yeah. And, and then uh, we want to do other things too. And it'll meld with the characters as well. Like one of the characters, uh, Ace is really into uh, magic tricks and, and, uh, and, and uh, building things. So we'll have, you know, when he gets in, an encounter with somebody and, and, and Murray, then uh, they'll be showing his skills and what, what he can yeah. do and, uh, and how Murray will learn from them. And, the, you know, Mur- Murray doesn't want to be a pet. That's, that's the main gist of the, of the story. He doesn't want to be someone's pet. He, so they decide, well, what if we were friends? And uh, no, one, no one is um, beholden to anybody. We're all just friends. We're all just hanging out. So um, I think that's pretty much yeah. the big the big message of the whole thing. It's just friendship. <laughs> For sure. There's gonna be, but, there's play, gonna be, playfulness. There's going to be villains in the book that, that want Murray. They want to take yeah. him. So we got to. I mean, if I saw a monkey, to, I'd I'd want to take the monkey too. So. Especially when they talk, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and this yeah, one talks, man. They'd be like, "What? He talks too?" <laughs> talking monkey. monkey. You're coming with me, pal. Man, uh, I would straight up Disney villain out 100. Uh, percent Now you have this project up on Kickstarter right now, and I said this in the best sense. You have a pretty conservative goal here. I think you were yes. looking to get. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> You're currently at five hundred forty-two dollars. I uh, were trying to keep it. Wanted to yeah, keep it low ahead. because uh, Phil gets really stressed out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we did um, our, our last Kickstarter was also a modest goal. It was only like what was it? Three fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred bucks. And I'm like, it was my first Kickstarter. To to be fair, to me. It's stressful. It's stressful. I was like, work. It froze. It froze. Nothing's happening. What do we do? It's 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 stressful. It is because we're like, are we going to make it? (laughs) Chill out. Relax. Yeah. So I think I think that's partly why Gary made the goal pretty pretty low. But also, it's just we want to focus on getting the story out there and not worry about a a number so much. And now it's all gravy. Now you're just taking victory laps. Well, yes. not exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking about print costs. Oh, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, if somebody does pledge the Kickstarter, then what can they expect as a potential reward based on the level? Gary, that's your department. All right. So the first one <laughs> is uh, the digital download of the comic. It's 27 pages long, and that's $3. The next one is 5 bucks, which is the actual physical comic book. And then after that, it's um, if they want to get me and Phil's signature on the book, that's $20. Since uh, Phil lives in New York and I live in Florida, we have to like ship it back and forth before we can fly, before we can ship it out. That's why it costs $20. And then we have the hardcover book, which is 20 bucks. And then after that, um, there's the, um, the drawing level, drawing tier, where you can get a, a drawing from me of Murray or any of the other characters in the book for 40 bucks. Or Phil can draw the uh, Murray or any of the com- uh, any of the characters for forty bucks. Yeah, and I think that's it. We, just, we didn't want to go too crazy. We we wanted to get uh, some stretch goals in there. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I mean, I feel like usually people either way overshoot and they're like, "Hey, we need eighty thousand dollars to produce this one right. comic." Yeah, uh, and in this case, the fact that 
you're doing like, okay, here's the base cost of what we actually need so we can reach that. And then if you want these extra things, here's how much it's going yes. to cost. I think yeah. that's smart. It makes sense to me. We're also so, working on trading, good. trading cards uh, for, the, for the goals that are upcoming. Nice. We drew one, uh, oh, cool. Phil drew one and I colored it the other day. I inked and colored it the other day. It's right there. It's the uh, it's one with um, Murray and Betty the Pig. And they're in a haunted house. And uh, they've got the villain from issue two is in the background in a frame. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> in a fantasy. Love that. I'm sold on a monkey and a pig teaming up together to solve mysteries. That sounds <laughs> right? like a game. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> as far as villains go, a top hat, terrifying. Yes. I yeah, top I agree. Gary hat mustache. So, how many yeah. issues at this point do you have potentially planned out of this? Well, we um, have what? Oh, go ahead. One and a half yeah. drawn. And we've got more. We just have we have lots of ideas. We just want to yeah, keep as far as for the story arc pushing it for this thing. We're, we're trying to make it like a story arc because we want to put it together in like a book. Uh, once all the floppies are are done, maybe maybe five, and then we can tell a complete uh, story. Five issues, you're saying? Yeah, four or oh, five. I yeah, the... I love that you're working this out right here on the stream. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. This is all about. Unfortunately, that's kind of being... how we. How the story being, you know, uh, what is that word? I, I miss. Uh, you uh, in, know, yeah. in progress. Yeah, I'll yes. tell you what. If you guys want to set a regular meeting, we do the show every Tuesday at seven. We can give a section <laughs> Sweet, of the show where you can it. talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Figure out. I'm always trying, trying to get cool. Behind this happening with Phil and Gary today. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's the, the plan is no plan. Excellent. Well, how I much how much monkey observation did you have to do when you were putting this together? Man, I study my lot. kids all the time. Yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> one of your children his, his, is a chimpanzee dressed as a human. <laughs> yes. His yes, daughter Mackenzie uh, gives Phil a lot of ideas and uh, did the um, the voiceover for Whitney in the a video that we made. I don't know if you guys yeah. watched mm. the video of the, mm -hmm. the book that we kind of put together. Nice. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. family affair. I love it. Oh, yeah. 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 How long is the Kickstarter up for at this point? Got uh, 25 days to go. So we pretty much just started. Awesome. So uh, nice. Well, cool. Guys, congratulations. Yeah. This book is very fun. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to show some of it to my kids. I think they're going to love it because Sweet. they love monkeys. They love pigs. They yeah. love mysteries. They so love it's all fun. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, and good. I look forward to your next Kickstarter that's set at a cool 2 to $3, and I think you'll make it just like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Hey, You're thank welcome. you. Thank you. Good luck, guys. Appreciate the book's super it. fun. All right, there we go. Once again, the book is called It's Monkey Time. The guests were Gary Duffner and Phil Avelli. You can go on Kickstarter right now and pledge for it. It is a very fun, very cute book. We are going to move on with our next section which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. Yeah! Woo! And audience questions, this is pretty straightforward. All you got to do is drop your question, ask a question over here on Crowdcast. I'd say you do it also on YouTube, except YouTube totally just crapped out about, on us in the middle of the I stream. I wonder what you were focusing yeah, on. Yeah, what I, I was kind of like looking to the side and back and forth, trying to figure out the stream thing. They're panic, doing steam ears and pulling yeah. your collar back. Doesn't really matter too much to the people listening to this later as a podcast. Uh, but yeah, YouTube, uh, just gone for the moment. Not, not our fault, YouTube's fault. But hey, we got this lovely audience here on Crowdcast, so that's all we need. It's good, exactly. Top notch. Uh, but we have a lot of time for questions, so drop a couple questions in. 
Yeah. Why is the YouTube not working? <laughs> How did you let this happen? Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> 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 uh, we do have a question. Uh, I'll actually I'll open this up over here. We had a question that was dropped on Patreon Slack. If you want to support that, patreon.com slash comic book club. Uh, lots of great discussions going on there. There are big fights about Star Wars going on today in a very nice way. Not not it's the nice. terrible not the terrible fight. fights that have been going on online that make me hate Star Wars, but nice fights that are fun to talk about. Uh, and these are real, like, should it, is it easy to wield a lightsaber? Should it be hard, or do, can you just pick it up and, like, zim, zim, get him, get him going? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing I would say about that, if you really want to talk about that, is uh, uh, I think there is some skill involved, same as there is with a sword. You can't just start sort of whipping it around and everything. There's things that are involved, you know? Whipping around a, la- a regular sword is um, way less dangerous than a, a lightsaber. Right. That can cut through anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But my understanding is a lot of the work of having a lightsaber is building it. You got to go get mm-hmm. the crystal and then like learn how to like, that's some pretty heavy duty hardware management. That's the same thing with swords though. You got to build your own swords as well. And also forks and knives and spoons. Yeah. That's why in my home, we only have one fork. <laughs> so soup, soups and non-starter over here. <laughs> and I love that's, soup. That's how you probably crest, right? Tyler, soups a non-starter. Soups non-starter. Yeah, yeah, but it's written in Latin, so it sounds very yeah, it official. Sounds very cool. So anyway, this question over here on Patreon, this is from Jake, uh, says, okay, I have a question for you guys, et cetera, et cetera. If you guys could have action figures made of yourselves, like what McFarlane did with Alex Cooper, Alice Cooper and Kiss, what would the theme be and what would your accessories be? Uh, great question. Um, theme? Um, uh podcast uh, <laughs> oh you wouldn't be medieval clothes? justin or gunslinger no, I mean, justin i i was thinking more about the wardrobe like are okay. we in spandex here or are we wearing like pod podcast uniforms i would love if we're gonna get specifically like mcfarlane is going to make it i'd love him to put me in like violator costume like dressed as the clown like the big clown the violator who fights spawn That'd be fun. It's a weird choice of something you aspire to be. Top of mind. Nice. Yeah, you want to add a venom tongue. Uh, you always want to be like a Todd McFarlane. Yep. <laughs> really good. You can almost we'll add a tongue sound effect to Alex. Really, Alice Coopering out. In there. <laughs> uh, uh, but that would be you, great. You pretty, just for the the not the listener, Alex has big um, Einstein tongue. Sort of mm-hmm. like that. I definitely of do. Yeah, sticking his tongue out. He has definite Einstein tongue. Yeah, I think the beard helps it too a little bit. Like it's not as fuzzy yeah. as Einstein's beard on the poster. I could also. I'm not going to do this for the podcast right now, but I could also do a really good impersonation of Blacklight's sex positions. <laughs> Was that a nice? Hold on a second. No, that's uh, also a popular college poster. Oh, sure, sure. You didn't have Blacklight? that at your college? Yeah, it was no, very stupid. No, dude. What you went to a very sexual, <laughs> very sexual call. It was uh, it was Einstein with his tongue out, and then I don't want to say what he was doing with his tongue, but yeah. then next to it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, the question was, what sort of action <laughs> figure and what accessories would we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I definitely have my phone with me since I have that with me all the time. Anyway, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> You could get up. I know I just scolded you for saying violator, but I do think you could use your imagination a little bit. You don't have to just sit. You're like, oh, violator. Yeah, I'd be a violator well, then I'd have like, my phone. I'd have hello? my phone. 
Hello, it's the violator here. Is this Spawn? Wait, I can't hear you. I'm in a bad reception area. Spawn, you there? Uh, Al? Beats the violator. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I'd have a spoon, obviously, because it's what my most desire in the world <laughs> as a soupless yeah. household over here. You'd have one of those Marvel Legends things where they'd have to buy the entire line to get a bowl of soup and, a, and put it together. It connects together. It's yeah. bad, but it's actual, like a pretty decent gazpacho. <laughs> you are cool. hot. You're thinking about cold hot. soups, even. That's what I'm saying. I, everything has to be. I can't think of hot soup uh, right now. I'll tell you what, even though I love soup, I couldn't even get a hot soup going. Mm. Um, great question, Jake. This is here from Crowdcast. Kevin says, speaking of the Mandela effect, what's something that you remember seeing in comics that never actually happened? I see what Kevin's doing there. Very cute, Kevin. Um, <laughs> the What's something that you remember seeing in comics that never actually happened? Oof, that's, I'm such a student of comics. It's hard to think of something I was ever uh, wrong about. But um, um, trying to think. You know what? I, I guess my answer would be I thought there were way more DC Marvel crossovers. Mm -hmm. I feel like I remember having Superman meet Spider-Man and Captain America like way – maybe that just was my imagination or the – the, the Marvel versus DC, the JLA Adventures crossover just loomed very large in my mind or uh, something like that. Yeah, I, I this is one imagine that a lot that I feel like I brought up on the show a couple of times, but it's definitely gotten to the point where I haven't looked back. So I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do vaguely remember the Star Wars comics from Marvel back in the day doing their whole thing separate from the movies and then Empire Strikes Back came out, and they adapted Empire Strikes Back, and then they changed the continuity so that they continued it in the Marvel comics. And I thought that was the coolest thing, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. So it's possible that might be a Mandela effect or Mandela effect either way. Uh, I think it's Mandela. Um, I do. Uh, I also think like the comics we read when we're young at least for me, like I poured over them. I read them hundreds and hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. Those first, that first year of comics. Also, it was like, I wasn't around a comic book store. I was getting them on the spinner rack or randomly at like gas stations and grocery stores. So it was such a, a big deal to have one. So like I would go through it and use my imagination to like explore all different sides of this comic. Yeah. So I made a bunch of stuff. All right, why don't we move on to another question here? This is from Stray Bullet. We were discussing the problem with Kevin in the Riverdale Slack. Is Kevin a villain? Has he always been? And of course, we're talking about Kevin, who just asked the question here. Yeah. And the uh, answer the is Kevin yes. in our Slack is a villain. Yeah. Yeah. He's haunting us. But what about the Kevin on Riverdale? Is he a villain? Has he always been a villain? What's your take, Justin? Um, I, I don't think he's always been a villain. I feel like because we were getting sort of called out a bit because on our Riverdale after dark podcast, we talk, we're always so surprised by Kevin and we want Kevin to do more, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Excuse me a moment. Uh, keep talking. I may have just splashed stuff all over my laptop. <laughs> wow. Cool. You did. I saw it spray onto the screen. Uh, great. Alex is in absolute free fall emotionally right now. Um, uh, but uh, the, the point, the comments in the Slack were like, he's been, never been nice to his friends. He's always sort of causing problems for them or. Uh, I agree going, completely uh, with everything. 
Oh, I was just talking about how I very much saw the liquid spray at your camera and the look of wide-eyed panic on your face was... <laughs> I was just shocked that you would say those things about Kevin Keller, such a wonderful character who has never done a bad thing in his life. But I, my point is that um, in the the show is sort of keeps telling us that Kevin is a, a major character and then it either sidelines Kevin or it yep. makes him go uh, become a straight-up villain. Um, which, uh, light spoiler for what's happening in the current season of Riverdale, he's sort of not doing good things right now. And uh, it, I, I want to say I won't get fooled again, but I think the show really wants Kevin to be a good, to be happy. And it just, it's just strange that it can never really work out. Yeah, to the point you're saying, and I think you and I are on the same page about this, he's supposed to be a main character and he's not. Like, of all the main characters... He has easily had the least development. He is the least involved in everything. Even when he's there, what he does really doesn't affect the action very much. It just feels like as a character, they've never known what to do with him. And they've had that problem with other characters as well. Josie, as great as she was, always felt side on the show. Tony, for a while, was definitely side on the show, even though she was supposed to be main character, up until, like, people got super pissed about it around the, the explosion of the Black, like, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, and that became a big yeah. discussion, and they made a significant pivot with her, but... Yeah, they've always had a problem balancing characters, and I think it's particularly glaring with Kevin right now, because this season has done a much better job of trying to figure out how to balance everybody and how to have everybody be working and doing stuff most of the time at the same time, except for Kevin, who's just kind of there doing his thing. And maybe Alice as well, who is definitely pushed to the side this season, too. But there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, why don't we move on? We got another one here. This is from Nat Townsend. Seems like there's a lot of Star Wars these days. I don't care about this, uh, so Star Wars deeply enough to watch something just because it's Star Wars, but I love The Mandalorian. Which Star Wars should I be watching, and which Star Wars is just for Star Wars fans? Hmm. Great question. That I mean, question. first of all, I would say there's not actually enough Star Wars to be like, whew, too much Star Wars for me to choose from time-wise. It's more like there's a lot of Star Wars across media, but there's kind of like one Star Wars at a time. So either watch it or don't, I think, right? I think both the question and your answer are like mind cages that you're trying to drop me in. <laughs> are you trying to get me? Is this a gotcha question? No, I, I mean, there's definitely some sort of gotcha question. Your, That's question, definitely tra trapping us. The, That's the very question cool. and the answer are both like, well, the Star Wars is occurring whether you star Wars it or not. So it's the Star Wars that you want to see is the Star Wars that you make in your Star Wars. Yes. Is that appropriate? Yeah, uh, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, that if I can get after the spirit of the question, I think um, that we, I think we all want Star Wars to be a little bit weirder. Like even the hardcore fans, as much as they're like mad about changes to Star Wars, we can't keep telling the same exact story over and over again because I think the things that they're actually that most fans are actually frustrated about are retreading the same ground and making slight changes to stuff that already happened. When if the whole thing went off into a whole new star uh, direction, I think we could all then find the parts of Star Wars that we like there. And uh, perhaps this is in reference to the more recent Obi-Wan Kenobi that just came out and how that is sort of a little bit different. It's the same character that we've always known, uh, 
but now it's he's in a different place it, the sort of genre of the show is a little bit different um but to me it, at least even though it's the same character and we're dealing with characters that are that we know already at least large parts of this show are different so we can enjoy that and hopefully not get too angry at the stuff where it's like mm, that sort of contradicts something that shouldn't be happening or you know it has prequelitis a little bit well to that point I think that was one of the big problems with Boba Fett is it seemed almost exactly like the Mandalorian, but much less so. And the Mandalorian felt fresh one because it was the first live action TV series, at least on Disney plus, at least in forever. And visually it just felt very exciting because kept shaking it up every single episode. So it's felt like something new. It felt like something different book of Boba Fett direct spinoff of that. And it didn't feel as impressive. I know some people enjoyed it and I know some people disagree, but uh, I think that seems to be the majority opinion uh, is that it just was not successful. We're judging Obi-Wan on two episodes, but right now having one director, having just Deborah Chow on it does feel like it gives it more preciseness and direction. And it feels like something different than the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, even though she was a director on the Mandalorian. I don't think she directed an episode of Book of Boba Fett. So that's something that I don't think you have to watch it unless you're super stoked about Star Wars and super excited about the direction that things are going. But it definitely feels very different. Certainly I was burnt by Book of Boba Fett and I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know about the Star Wars stuff anymore. This is too much. Uh, and then but watching... hold, on, hold on a second though like to yeah. say like ah, this is too much star wars i'm like i call bullshit on anybody saying that because most almost everyone would say is like i do want more star wars you just want it to be good or want it to be like something that's a little bit different like sure uh so that, that's the thing of it, like everyone's like critical energy is just all over the map attacking star wars from all directions and i think we should choose a couple of careful directions because i think that's what we actually want we can well, ask I think for the things i to be fair i haven't completely followed it other than the first couple of things at the beginning but what they're doing with star wars the high republic i think is giving exactly what you're talking about where they're going what is it a couple of hundred years before the main mm-hmm. continuity following a different storyline they have a pretty tight writing group that's doing it across novels and comic books and I think games as well. Maybe there's a couple of other things. There's certainly all ages comic books as well as more teen adult friendly comic books as well. So there's a lot of different things there and they're telling it with new characters in a new situation with a new enemy. Um, But, you know, even as somebody who has been a Star Wars fan literally their entire life, it's still wearing a Star Wars t-shirt right now. I, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. He is. To be fair, I'm also wearing a Star Trek hat. So I got it. I got it all. I got all of the literally everything. Star Trek, Star Wars. There is literally nothing else. Uh, I think that uh, I guess my point is that like the live action still feels like that's the number one thing. I know I often rail against that, particularly when people talk about that in relation to animation. But I do think that's true with Star Wars. It started with the movies and continued with the movies for decades. So that still feels like the primo thing. So we're not getting that yet. I think we might get there. I don't think... I don't know if Andor is going to get us there. That's the next show. That's spinning well, off of Rogue One. I want to say like Andor feels like 
it is doing a lot of what I'm saying, where it feels like, even though it's like a prequel to an adjacent prequel, uh, <laughs> yes. it's like a double prequel, but at least based on the trailer, and it's just a trailer, um, that it it feels like it's carving out a world. It's showing us a place. We saw we got to observe these people. It felt like some real rebellion energy. Something I feel like we hasn't been captured from the uh, original trilogy in anything. Rogue One, you could say, had that, but even that was like so. It was like a suicide. We knew they were weren't going to make it out, so it had that darkness over it. This because it's so far adjacent. I think we can. There'll be wins in there. It doesn't. We know it's not going to end in a hundred percent death in, in yeah. this. And the rebellion does develop over the course of the timeline that I think we're going to be playing with Mandor. So that feels like it's something that maybe we can all rally behind all of everyone who has. Completed. Maybe I was definitely turned off by the fact that there's going to be 24 episodes of it. That feels like that's that's a lot of episodes. There's a lot if of they're episodes. all good. They're all good. It's great. If they're all good, they're good. It doesn't matter. I'm just being hypercritical in advance. That's fine. But something like we talked about this before, I think, in Week and Geek the acolyte which is the thing that said a thousand years before and focuses on the sith that gets to something where i'm like great i want to see what that is what is leslie headland going to do with star wars yeah. and a story about that that'll be Sorry. weird that'll be interesting let them fly let them tell different things i think we've been saying the thing the same things with the marvel shows as well it's like those succeed the weirder and the more interesting and the more off of the mcu feel that they get the ones that are like, here's another MCU movie, but broken into six parts is not quite as successful. So I don't know if they'll get there because these are franchises. They're huge franchises. They want to play it safe. It's Disney, which is not a company known for risks, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Straight Bullet wants to know how long each episode of Andor is. They're all three hours long. It's three hour three hour long 24 hour 24 episodes no we don't know i assume i assume it's like 45 minute hour long episodes but we'll see they're 24 hour episodes shot in real time so we just follow <laughs> um andor as he you know lives yeah, there's a lot of sleeping a lot of sleeping which you yeah. know that's the part of the star wars world we haven't even seen yeah you know at least i was hearing a rumor that at least eight episodes uh he's very depressed so he sleeps even more in those episodes uh <laughs> What, what a what a cliffhanger maybe that's the end of the season yeah um all right we got one more here are you guys fans of the original top gun and do you plan on seeing maverick just saw it and it was awesome especially in a theater justin have you seen top gun maverick i've not as i've uh, made much noise about um i have been solo parenting for three weeks and I have three weeks more of solo parenting. So I won't be able to go to the movies. So you're not going to your daughters and be like, hey, kids, do you feel the need for speed? <laughs> I mean, we're watching the original Top Gun as a fan. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Uh, and when... Um, they have to learn about tongue kissing at some point. That's all yeah, I'm exactly. saying. <laughs> exactly. They're like, is that how you met mommy? And I'm like, well, um, yes, basically. Uh, <laughs> some thing. slight tweaks. I was a hot shot improv comedian <laughs> i asked permission to buzz the audience a lot yeah. and, and i didn't have a friend named iceman but i did read about iceman a lot yeah, exactly and I, in a way i'm sort of friends with iceman from the x-men yeah and uh, sometimes and I, i'd feed a goose at the pond yeah that's true it's tragic end to that goose as well. <laughs> uh, i do but, really want to see that i've heard it's great but i have not 
I did not make it out to the theater. I am planning a big movie uh, marathon for when I uh, when my wife gets back from her show. I'm going to watch Top Gun Maverick. I still haven't seen Everything Everywhere all at once. Um, and there is one other movie that I'm very excited to see. And I've, I, I mean, I'm sort of psyched to see the Jurassic Park movie in the theater. Hmm. All right. I know that's sort of like an unpopular opinion. No, but, that's fine. Uh, it's going to be a huge movie. Clearly, lots of people like it. So no, but don't, don't. You're shaming me. You're shaming me. Like that's I, really sweet that you of, want to see that. In exactly. Theaters. Don't condescend because I want to go see <laughs> some big popcorn movie. Um, but I am excited about that movie because they're bringing everybody back. They're bringing all your dinosaurs back. Oh, it's favorite. great. I can't wait. Is Chris Pratt going to be able to find Blue, my favorite raptor from the Jurassic World movies? Okay. I understand the negativity about that part. There's a line in the trailer where I think it's Sam Neill is like, you're trying to find a dinosaur? And that's my reaction, too. Yeah. Like, I identify with Sam Neill in this trailer, but also like, why are we doing this? You're all going to die for one stupid dinosaur? Who maybe cares? Maybe the whole movie's about crotchety, all the crotchety old characters being like, let's just kill him. <laughs> maybe that's the whole fun ends with a big dinosaur roast um oh, dinosaur steaks for all um no I, I just like the the hopefully i mean the most recent jurassic parks haven't been great but they've been uh fun this one has um the widest uh opportunity for spectacle so i'm looking forward to that yeah we'll see what happens the jurassic era ends here it's basically jurassic world endgame so very exciting yeah. last but cretaceous um center the Cretaceous <laughs> Auditorium. Last but not least, we got another question here from Kevin. In terms of comic book club, whom or what does the monkey represent? Mm, interesting. I'm, I'm not quite sure I get that question. The question of it's monkey time? Like yes. Who's the, um, who's the of, monkey on the podcast? Who's the monkey? Uh, this is a question from Kevin. Yep. I'm going to say Kevin in this so, case. I mean, I feel like you don't want to say exactly who it is, but if uh, everyone's pointing fingers at the monkey and uh, you're not, you're the monkey. There you go. And now it is time for trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to <laughs> Justin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure. It's time for trivia. No, we have to get a person to do trivia. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll rope Vab for a minute. We'll see what happens. No, uh, so they... we need to get a, uh, somebody to volunteer here, somebody to raise their hand, say me, 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 and you are going to get a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics to spend on comics because, hey, that's what you do anyway, right? You go to Midtown Comics, you spend money on comics, possibly stop off on the corner, get uh, crack from your friend. It's Times Square. Giuliani cleans it up a little bit, but, I... you know, Adams, Giuliani. not doing a great job. Not going to do a great job, I'm just saying. Giuliani, good mayor. <laughs> oh, America's mayor, man. He was America's are... mayor. And man, it's never been downhill from there. You said you were going to vamp for a second, and you really slipped off the edge. I think you maybe spilled your drink on the your only, brain. The only... <laughs> when back, in, uh, back in podcasting school, when we talked about vamping. <laughs> we... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what? Somebody raise their hand, please. Come in so you can do trivia. Somebody, you're gonna get twenty five dollars. Otherwise, no, I'm gonna no keep talking about Rudy Giuliani and how great he is. Everyone's least favorite. Literal. Has he ever done anything bad though? That's what I'm wondering. Rudy Giuliani. Alex, shut up. Shut up. Uh, Nat, put on a shirt and um, raise your hand, and you can come into the stream. Yeah. Should I just invite Nat? 
he said he's lo- his last comment was I'm logging off because of oh, your okay. yeah, oh he, he says gotta, one sec one he's got to put his mitts on the in the pot and boil his um, baseball up. absolutely in the meantime uh, what are your thoughts on Rudy Giuliani what do you think about it? <laughs> uh, honestly I called it I knew he was under the mask of the mask singer I knew oh, he, wow. uh, he could just hear him yeah uh, you want a no, lot Rudy, of money huh oh Rudy that's Giuliani's where you come in I guess we I guess we have to stop talking about this He's going to be in a Rudy Giuliani mask. Good full cosplay. <laughs> uh, Michael Tillman, spoiler for The Masked Singer. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a pretty big story in which the show, uh, Ken Jeong literally walked off because it was right. um, offensive that we would invite this uh, seditionist back, back into... into uh, hey! Hey! Oh, we, got, we got a little bit of an... Oh, no, do I have an echo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Some headphones. Headphones. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can hear you just fine. Hey, Those there are a throwback. Gone. There we go. Yeah. Nat, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, for Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's back. Hey, Nat, how are you doing? There he is. Oh, and he's gone. There he goes. <laughs> this is fun. This is good times. Do you know who I blame for this? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, well, well you said it. <laughs> You yeah, I've alerted turned him. him. I turned against him. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, you've now turned against him. Yes, I've now turned against him. Now that Nat can't come into the stream. Um, I don't know. Should we just give Nat twenty five dollars? How about that? <laughs> no, I just wrote this trivia over the course. Well, of the last that's gone. Like he's not even here minutes. anymore. Oh wait, Brett uh, put his hand up. Here we'll welcome Brett and There we go. Wow, Nat's <laughs> out. Oh, Nat, bummer. You blew it, dude. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, there he is. Hi. How are you doing, Brett? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for coming in. You are going to play for a $25 gift card at Midtown Comics. Justin? Yeah. Awesome. Take and it is away. this Brett Macris or Brett, Brett Ratcris uh, underneath <laughs> the hat? Just to get. Oh, I feel about that. But it's good. No, Ratcris is fine. <laughs> Let's see if we can win you back with a little bit of trivia. Um, This is multiple choice, and uh, the trivia, as always, is on topical comic news. Um, And listen close, because the the last uh, answer in each question um, is meaningless. Just just listen closely. Okay. Um, Question number one. Which head of Marvel recently stepped down? Is it Thanos, Joe Quesada, or Pastepot Pete LePage? This is this is new. This is top. Joke Sada. That is correct. B is the correct. Joke yes. Sada stepped down today. Um, for who they probably just retired. Um, question number two: In the upcoming Batman Incorporated, what is Oldmaker, the new CEO, going to be doing? Is it a recalling a bunch of batterings because they don't come back? And why would you name them battering if they didn't come back? Right. Um, is it B, buying Twitter and then not buying Twitter and then buying Twitter and then not buying Twitter and then buying Twitter and then not buying Twitter? I mean, he's rich enough. He could probably afford it. That's what I'm talking about. Or is it C, probably fighting people? Probably fighting a lot of people. That is correct. It is C, yes. fighting yes. Uh, people and an international A rare state. C answer here on Trivia. Yeah. Rare C never happens, uh, but that's we, the signature Pete the Page move is has got to be different. Now, question number three: 
Which of these weird these weird people is writing their own graphic novel from Z2 Comics? Is it A, Weird Al? Is it B, Even Weirder Al? C, Weirdest Al? Or D, Regular Al? What the fuck? D? There's a D now? Okay. You got a D. I had, that D's the next letter. Okay. After C. Wow. <laughs> Brett, you seem actually offended. <laughs> the format is broken because a D, D answer shot it. There's never a D. Yeah. Great. Time's changed. A change. Did you say correct. It is yeah, there you go. I guessed for you. All you right. for me. Uh, now, yeah. as we all know, the third answer is point up to nothing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Can you guess what movie Justin is thinking of? Rudy Giuliani. That yes. is correct. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Brett, you, you have 125. The, the secret Rudy Giuliani quiz that Alex has been hiding for several years. <laughs> uh, oh, no, you guys can give it to the uh, to the charity last week. The uh... Oh, yeah. Every town? Yes, absolutely. All right. You got it, man. We will donate to Every Town for gun control. Brett, have a great night. Sure. Cheers. Good night. Sure popping in. Right. Great, great cocktail. Great cocktail. All right. There we go. And if you'd like to participate in trivia, which is usually a little more normal than that, we got a form that I will that. drop. That fine trivia. And that says bring me back into this stream. Oh, wait. It's too late, though. Should we bring that back in anyway? No, he wasn't listening to the trivia. I could just do it again. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Bring him back in. <laughs> Definitely not going to do trivia again, but let's see what Nat has to say. Let's go. Let's this is our what... roving reporter, Nat. Um, let's see what's going on in New York City. Maybe he can uh, tell us what's happening. What's the what? He's not. Yeah, he's to... our he's our man in the street in New York. Hey guys, I'm here on the scene in New York City. <laughs> Coming up. Hey, hey Nat, what's going on on the street right now? What's People going on on the street? Responded on the streets of Brooklyn about uh, the departure of Marvel Comics editor in chief Charlie Sada. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh by the way great shirt great thanks Bart, yeah Bart I, Simpson I had my front facing camera on when i heard justin say nat has to put his shirt on before he joins because <laughs> you weren't wearing a shirt was, i was shirtless he was right so. i knew it i knew it see i got you <laughs> we actually we got some demographic information and 90 percent of the people who listen to this podcast watch it or listen to it without a shirt on so there you go <laughs> You're in the yeah, majority. You have a real filtering process you have to go through for trivia. <laughs> oh, very. <laughs> we, we dropped the first 14 people who wanted to do trivia today. Did a, inappropriate, uh, you know, nipple. Absolutely. Location. This is a family show, man. This is a family show. Whether we're talking about it's monkey time or doing trivia with no shirts on, you know, yeah. or just being completely guy. emotionally uh, sidetracked by the existence of a fourth option in a trivia question. <laughs> I've way. never rattled anyone ca anyone's cage as much as uh, <laughs> Brad was rattled by that. You know, yeah. you, you think you have one consistent thing in your life, and it's the uh, the trivia section of your weekly live streaming comic book club podcast. But despite the seems fact like nothing sacred these days, and that no. that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm doing my, I'm, I put my fingers to my Matt, ear. Thanks so much. Right, thanks so much for being on the street. Uh, love uh, you, you Alex, Justin. Rest in peace, Pete. Uh, nice. Uh, rest in pizzas. Rest in pizzas. Uh, rest in pizzas. As Pete said, he wanted to be buried like a calzone. Just have yes. the sides of the pizza folded up. <laughs> now, as we all know, comic books are great and we love them and they keep coming out. Justin, uh, what are you looking forward to that's coming out this week? That, this 
was a great week for comics, I found. Yeah. I mean, every week is exciting, but there was a lot to love in um, in this specific week. Uh, the Action Comics Annual that, that came out is so... I literally cried reading. Wow. Uh, and there, it's a great sort of uh, two-handers type story where it's jumping back and forth between a, a Superman story and sort of a uh, war world set Mongol uh, type story. And I uh, thought that that came out today. So you can check it up, check it out now. And I really, really enjoyed that. I'm going to give a shout out to the closet. Number one from image comics by James Todd in the fourth art by Gavin Fullerton. This is, I just got to this and I was like, Ooh, new horror comic book from James Tynan. Sounds great. I'm sold. You know, every book, from him is so interesting and so different. So this should be an exciting one to check out. And both of those books are going to be in our stack podcast, the post Wednesday night AM, both in the comic book club feed and in its own dedicated stack feed. And folks, that is it for this week's show. Yeah. A couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank Gary Duffner and Phil Avelli for being here to talk about it's monkey time. Go check that out on Kickstarter right now. Next week, on the show, we're going to have a big one. Our guests are going to be Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah. Talking about the passageway, the kickoff to the new horror universe from Image Comics. So that should be awesome. And I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch of their other books as well. A couple of other podcasts from us to check out. The Doom Room, our Doom Patrol podcast. All 34 episodes are available to Patreon members now, or you can check it out weekly in its own dedicated feed. Riverdale After Dark, Riverdale podcast, posting after the show airs on Sundays. Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast, will be back with Miss Marvel pretty soon. Patreon.com slash Comic Book Club to support this show and all the shows we do. You can subscribe on Apple, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. At Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Good night, folks. Lots of new podcasts coming your way from us. Later. So grab your brain and heaven. Don't be late for it, girls. Their girlfriends can barely tolerate it. Come and laugh. Come and laugh. Come and laugh. Come and laugh. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.